I'm excited to be here with you. Let's pray. And we're going to finish up this series on prayer. It's been a great journey for us. We've learned a lot of things about prayer. And today we're going to kind of just put a, a bow on it, how to get an answer from God in prayer. Let's pray. God, we don't pray because we have to. We pray because we want to. We're so thankful that you're a God who speaks to us, who delights himself in us. We're excited that you've brought us together as a group of people. We're so much better together than we're by ourselves. We pray today that you would speak in ways that we can hear your voice clearly. Whether it's my words, the words from Scripture, the words from our worship team, we know that you speak and you're alive. We ask all this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, this has certainly been an interesting journey. Uh, for some of you, you'd, you'd know that about 28 years I've been in ministry and I've never done like five weeks in a row of, of prayer because prayer is one of those things that it's just rather easy. Like we just start saying words, maybe at the supper table or the lunch table. We just kind of pray and then we wonder why God answers certain prayers and why God doesn't answer other prayers. And there's fatigue when it comes to prayer. Maybe for you, you found yourself laying in bed at night praying and at the end of a few sentences, you've fallen asleep. That usually describes what, what prayer is like for us. Most of us, at some point in our life, we actually get to a place where we wonder if prayer actually really does work. Even though we've learned a lot about prayer, even though we've watched people pray, pray we've all struggled to have that experience around what's the power attached to prayer. Maybe you've had doubts that have come into your mind and you wonder, how is it that I can sincerely ask God to help me? I mean, I truly seek him and God just doesn't seem to answer. This morning, I, I want you to think about this question. How can I get an answer from God for the prayers that I pray? Some of us might even feel like God isn't answering us. If that's true of you this morning, then this morning I want to encourage you to follow along as we look inside of ourselves and do some spiritual housekeeping and evaluate some of the things that we have in our life. I want to show you four attitudes that can block God's answers to our prayers. Uh, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Luke chapter 1. We're actually going to read a chunk of scripture today. Luke chapter 1, and, and the reason why I want to give you a bunch of scripture is so we can actually figure out what God's telling us through about 18 verses. Now, anytime we read God's word, we know it's God's word, but we also know that it's living. And one of the pieces of the living piece for us is we can actually find ourselves in the story. We can actually go, man, that character looks a lot like me. Verse 5 in Luke chapter 1. In the time of Herod, king of Judah, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division. His wife Elizabeth was also a descendant of Aaron. This is a key verse. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, 
they observed all the commands and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive, and they were both very old. Once when, verse 8, once when Zechariah's division was on duty and he was serving as the priest before God, he was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord and burn incense. And when the time for the burning of the incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Catch that image in your mind. Verse 11, then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. Here's a little sidebar from Matt. We all think, oh, wouldn't it be great if we could just spend a few minutes with God? Anytime in Scripture, when people saw God, experienced an angel, they, were, they all had the same response, startled, gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, don't be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or any other fermented drink. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he's born. He will bring back many people many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents of their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Your kid's not just going to be a normal kid. Look at verse 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I am the Lord's representative. I stand in the presence of God. I have been, si- I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you the good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until this day happens. Because you did not believe my words which will come true at their appointed time. Meanwhile, the people were waiting for Zechariah and wondering why he stayed so long in the temple. Verse 22, when he came out, he could not speak to them. They realized he had seen a vision in the temple, for he kept making signs to them but remained unable to speak. When his time of service was completed, he returned home. Powerful words. All kinds of truths we can learn. Let's learn one of the four things. Here's the very first one. We need to let God answer in his own time. When you and I pray, we need to let God answer in his own time. Maybe you're like me. Sometimes we get really impatient while we wait for an answer from God. We kind of think it's like the microwave. I put it in and two minutes later, it's going to do what it needs to do. But it's always not in God's best interest to answer our prayers right away. Think of yourself if you have kids. A wise parent doesn't give a child everything they ask for, especially the first time, or every time, or any time they ask for it. Sometimes, as a parent, it's best to have your child wait. Think of some of the things in your life that you had to wait for. And it was actually a benefit that you actually waited for it to come about. Friends, it's not always in our best interest 
to have God give us exactly what we pray for when we want it. Sometimes God delays answering for our own good. God often delays answering our prayers because you and I aren't mature enough to get what we're asking for. See, being willing to wait for something that you want or even need is a sign of maturity. The flip side to that is not being able to wait is a sign of immaturity. This might be why God is slowly waiting to answer your prayers. God has something else to show you. God has some growing up that you actually need to do before he answers prayer. Do you see it? Isaiah 43 verse 19 says this, God saying, see, I'm doing a new thing. It springs up now. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Zechariah and Elizabeth's answer was delayed. In verse 6 of that Luke chapter 1, we're told that they were upright. They were blameless. They kept faithfully serving God despite the disgrace and disappointment and not having a child. But maybe this is something like where God has you right now. You're praying for healing, and you're waiting. You're praying for a job, and you're waiting. You're praying for a family member to be reconciled, and you're waiting. I want to encourage you with something, that God's delays are not God's denials. God's delays are not God's denials. If you want an answer to your prayer, you must be willing to allow God to answer in his own time. God was shaping Zechariah and Elizabeth. He wanted someone that he could trust to not deny him when his prayers were not being answered right away. He wanted to answer Zechariah and Elizabeth's prayer in a miraculous way. And so God had them wait. You see, we've all considered giving up. We've all considered giving up on prayer at one time or another. We get discouraged, we quit praying, because deep down we wonder if prayer makes any difference. In Zechariah and Elizabeth's case, God wanted to do something greater than what they had asked for. He just didn't want to give them a child, he wanted to give them a child that would actually point people back to God. God wanted to do something bigger. He trusted them because they didn't give up on him when their prayers seemed to be not answered in their way. Have you ever given up because you think he hasn't answered your prayer yet? Or are you still faithfully praying despite the delay in getting what you want? Can God trust you to hang in there with him even when your answers, when the answers to prayer are delayed? The cool thing is, Zechariah had that angelic visitation, and he still had doubts. People of strong faith, maturing faith, can doubt sometimes. But God is looking for people who are mature enough to stick with him, even when they don't get what they want, when they want it. I want to encourage you with something this morning, just in this first area, to keep praying until one of these three things happen, and they'll come on the screen you'll get an answer. So keep praying until you get an answer. Keep praying the number two one, that you get assurance. God gives you confidence that you're going to get an answer. 
For example, God encouraged Zechariah in verse 13 of that Luke chapter 1, where God said, God has heard your prayer. In other words, God's answer is on the way. God hears our prayers when we pray to him, but he answers them in his own time. Or the third thing, keep praying until God gives you another assignment. In other words, if God says no to you, that this is not his will, when you're sure his answer is no, and you're at peace with that answer, then start praying for the next assignment. If you want an answer for your prayer, you must be willing to allow God to answer in his own time. Well, let's jump to the second one. We need to let God answer in his own way. I wish Matt's ways were exactly like God's ways. They're not. God's ways are not like our ways. We should be thankful for that. Isaiah 55 verse 8 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's ways are way bigger and better than yours or mine. Let me tell you a little story. There was a girl serving popcorn at a concession stand in the movie theater, and her line was way longer than all the others. She was kept busy while the others simply stood around. When her shift was over, the boss asked her why she was so popular with the customers, and this is what she said. The other girls always scoop more than a full cup of popcorn and then start taking away the excess. I always scoop less than a full cup and then add to it. In that case, people thought they were getting more when in fact they were getting exactly the same. Friends, God doesn't play tricks. God always scoops more than we expect when he answers our prayer. But we must be willing to allow him to answer in his own way. Zechariah and Elizabeth desperately wanted children. So when things were not going their way, they prayed for God to intervene. They wanted what everyone else wanted and most were getting. But God wanted to give them more than just another child. God wanted to give them a son with a unique purpose. Friends, their son was John the Baptist. He was a prophet whose cousin would be Jesus himself. John was given the unique role of pointing everyone to Jesus. So God delayed his answer to Zechariah and Elizabeth because he had a greater plan in mind. See, Matt's problem maybe it's your problem, is I always want what everyone else is getting. So often, I'm, I'm more than comfortable to settle for less than what God really wants to give us. And God's word encourages us to ask God for his best. It tells us that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his great power. In Ephesians 3.20. So if you want an answer for your prayer, you must be willing for God to answer it in his way, not your way. His way is always best. The, the third thing, we must be willing to actually let God answer in his own power. 
Have you ever tried to help out God when the answer to your prayer has been delayed? The classic example of this from the Bible is Abraham and Sarah in Genesis 17. God promised that a great nation would come into the world through them. But then years went by without a son being born. When it appeared that they would soon not be able to have children, they took matters into their own hands and had a son. That son was Ishmael through a servant named Hagar. And we know that wasn't part of God's plan. So why does God wait until it's too late? Why does he wait until it requires a miracle? Why do circumstances always seem to get terrible before he answers? It's because we tend not to give him the credit for answering our prayers until all our capabilities have been exhausted. We like taking things into our own hands. And guess what that means? We usually make it worse. God will sometimes wait until every human possibility has been exhausted, and then he'll answer a prayer miraculously. And he does this because he wants everyone to know that he, God, has answered their prayer. He wants people to know that it is his power that brought about the answer to that prayer. If your prayer has not been answered, don't give up. Don't act too soon to solve it yourself. Instead, trust and wait on God. God wants to reveal his power through your life. Perhaps he hasn't answered your prayer yet or someone near because they need to know that God is for real. God really can act miraculously on your behalf in answer to your prayers by these three things. God works miracles in his own time. God works miracles in his own way. God works miracles in his own power. At the end of the day, God answers prayers so that everyone will know that he is God and that he alone can answer their prayers too. Well, let's, let's end this. Here's the fourth one. We need to let God answer for his own purpose. I wish I could say the purpose of life is all about you. It's not. If you hear anything else today, hear this. That you don't exist here on this earth for yourself. You exist on earth for God. If you want God to answer your prayer, you must be in a place where your will, where your desires, where your ambitions, where your cravings are totally sold out for God and his purposes in the world. Sometimes we don't get an answer to our prayers because we're asking for something that is far less than what God intended his purpose to be in this world and for your life. Look at Zechariah and Elizabeth for a second. God was looking for parents that he could trust to bring John the Baptist into the world. And Zechariah and Elizabeth demonstrated their trustworthiness because they didn't turn against God or stop serving him when things weren't going their own way. They didn't give up when their desires were not met immediately. Psalm 37 verse 4 says this, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Friends, we have to delight ourselves in the Lord, not in ourselves. We have a choice. When things aren't going our way, we can lose faith and turn away from God, or we can totally trust him. 
It's been said this way. Sometimes a roadblock isn't a dead end, but simply a detour to a new life. When we let God answer our prayers for his purposes, we'll probably experience roadblocks all along, but this is not the end of the road. It's simply a change in direction. It's God leading us in a new way. This new way always involves greater service and usefulness to him. As an individual, do you want to be used by God for his purposes? Are you willing to let God have his way with the circumstances that you have in life? As a church, as daybreak, do we want to be used by God for his purposes? Do we want our prayers answered our way, or do we want something bigger and better than what God has planned for us? I hope that as a church, we're prepared to wait upon God, to answer his prayers according to his purposes. See, Zechariah and Elizabeth waited a long time. They suffered all kinds of disgrace and discouragement. But when their prayer was answered, it was their son who would be the one that would point people to Jesus. Do we want to be used to point people to Jesus? Are you willing to let God answer your prayer in his own time, in his own way, in his own power, for his own purposes? This is not the easy road in life. And that's because you'll have to grow up. We'll have to mature. We'll have to accept God's plans and purposes over my own plans. Do we really want that? I hope so. Let's pray. God, thank you for the chance to share with my friends here at Daybreak. God, if I said anything that wasn't of you, may you take it from my friends' minds. If you used me in a small way to encourage my friends, make it about the Holy Spirit that prompts, guides, and leads. God, as we move into a time of worship and then move into a time of prayer, may we not just pray things off of our shopping list. May we truly trust that the God who cares deeply about us could answer some of the prayers that We've prayed for years to come true. For some of us, God, we have been praying for healing. Lord, may we actually trust you that you are still the healer. For some of us, our relationships have been fractured. May we actually trust that you're a rebuilder of relationships. For some of us, we feel defeated when we look at the resources that we have but you're the God who owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Lord, may you speak to us boldly. We give you permission to speak to us boldly. We want to hear from you. You're a great God. We ask all this in your most powerful and mighty name. Amen.